Welcome back to the Geek and Suits podcast. This is Chase Gerber, and this is part two of me and Yanni's conversation debating Star Wars versus Harry Potter. We go off in a lot of different directions on this one, so uh, should be a good one. Hope you guys enjoy. We've, we've talked about characters quite a bit. Let's uh, move into the category where I'm royally going to get my ass handed to me. The extended universe, which for Star Wars, this would be all the novels, uh, the Clone Wars TV shows, um, the comics, I guess, because there's some comics. And unfortunately, with Harry Potter, I have a uh, a fan fiction play in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which is an abomination to the original series. And I have Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which, while being a good movie, is... I mean, it, it doesn't even touch what Star Wars has. But please, I'm I'm throwing you a softball here. That's just what I was about to say. Knock thank it you, out of the park. Thank you for the big lob toss. No, I'm just lobbing this, it to you. This latter half of the podcast is where it, things are going to get really out of hand <laughs> for you. It's just Harry Potter's strength lies within its novels and... It kind of stops there. The good thing about... It, we're working on it. <laughs> the good thing about Star Wars is it's so much more than just some movies. It oh, is... you think Harry Potter's just some books, huh? <laughs> oh, no, it's some movies too. But here's the thing about Star Wars. Um, whereas a lot of different series like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, or any other kind of huge series in our in our pop culture yeah. that you can be a fan of. Um, Star Wars branches out in so many different ways. Um, and it, whether that be the book series that we get into, not even talking about the novelizations now, we get like the different stories that help fill in the gaps yeah. and kind of extended the life of Star Wars after the original trilogy and kind of kept the fandom alive yeah. and hungry until more movies came along. So like the famous Thrawn trilogy. Um, and then even the comics, which Star Wars comics have... They've really taken off. I mean, they're at a popularity popularity that is right up there with superhero comics. Yeah. So, um, and I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg as you so kindly mentioned there's <laughs> the television shows that are also kind of just the getting clone started. wars which are just fabulous and you have rebels the and... emmy nominated and emmy winning television series the clone wars i have no rebuttal <laughs> <laughs> like i said i i don't have an argument for any of this i have a fan fiction play in harry potter and the cursed child and i have yeah. fantastic beast which is give it like 10 years and it'll be a major movie franchise but right now it's just some movie which with harry potter and the cursed child i mean you go from these pretty interesting stories of fighting you know evil we have harry as the chosen one all of a sudden in cursed child uh harry's working the nine to five at the ministry of magic <laughs> as like what like uh, he's in charge of like uh, it doesn't even matter because if i'm being honest i don't fest. even remember because i try to block it out of my mind because I'm just so disgusted with it. <laughs> yeah, so and that being said, I'd pay to go see it just because of what, in terms of what the script has them doing on stage, I'd love to know like how they pull that off, but I don't care about the story at all. Yeah. Then we talk about where Star Wars is almost, it's continuously expanding, and it's expanding at an increasingly fast rate yeah. where we have more and more content coming out more movies are slated uh more books more comics more stories to tell within this universe and this kind of groundwork that's been laid mm -hmm. whereas uh harry potter it's kind of done i mean have fun with the five fantastic beasts movies Ooh. i hope you enjoy that believe but... me we will <laughs> we'll have lots of fun so whereas harry potter is kind of uh it's kind of dwindling at the moment. Star Wars is trending upwards. Mm -hmm. It's found... It's been kick-started. It's found 
A New Life again, where it found a new life when the prequels came out. And once again, now that Disney has acquired the rights and Star Wars is going to live on and become even more iconic than it already is. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just, you watch out 15 years from now when Disney eventually buys out Warner Brothers and gets their hands on Harry Potter and then... It'll be a more even playing field. Then we can get uh, Harry Harry Potter uh, filler stories. Oh, of, yeah, I'm of, sure uh, we will. In between books <laughs> three and four, what Harry's summer was like. Uh, believe me, his summers are not what you want to be interested in. And that's the thing. It's one cohesive story. You don't need to know what happens in between each book because you know what happens in between each book. Also, we're to believe Hogwarts is a, it's like a school. Yes. So, I don't know about you, but if I almost died of my first <laughs> or s- even second year of school, I don't know if I'd go back. But yet, all these parents it's, keep sending their kids back. It's a really good thing that apparently there's no, like, law, like, suing people in the magical world because Hogwarts would be shit out of money by now with all the kids that have almost died or have died or... Yeah, and I'm calling BS on Harry Potter where, oh yeah, my kid almost got uh, eaten by a troll, eaten by a Dementor, uh, killed by the Dark Lord himself, Lord Voldemort. Mm. Uh, You excited for sophomore year, honey? (laughs) Pack your bags, get right back out there. You've learned a couple tricks with your wand, haven't you? You can defend yourself. Yeah, well, I, I'm going to throw this out there while I still can in the, the year or so before Star Wars World becomes a thing, but we have Harry Potter World, and currently we don't have a Star Wars World. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Star Tours? <laughs> Star Tours? In you mean one ride? 1980s. One ride since the 1980s? We have a whole world. We have the Escape from Gringotts ride. We have the Hogwarts ride. We have Hogsmeade. We have Butterbeer. And we have Chocolate Frogs and Fizzing Whizbees. It's it's wonderful. You can go get your wand at Ollivander's. This is what I'm You talk about bringing a world to life. Harry Potter has brought the magical world to life. Not only in Orlando, but now there's one in California. And there's various places you can go in London for different Harry Potter experiences and let me say this i will say even around here in canton they have various harry potter events where you can attend and get sorted into houses and be a wizard you can even play quidditch can you you can how do you get the brooms to fly i i've never looked into it extensively but there are various ways of playing quidditch this is the part of the program I've been waiting for, which is when the shit literally is the <laughs> Because this is when I can just reel off all the points that I have prepared in how Star Wars is... Um, oh, boy. Lay them on superior. me. Lay them on me. Whereas it might be, as we have learned, debatable which story has the better characters or the more satisfying conclusion harry potter by far but continue satisfying well star wars hasn't hit its conclusion yet has it i don't know it had it's had three different (laughs) it's gonna have three different conclusions by the end of it so but anyway and i will say i'm not super satisfied with the first two so with the first two conclusions i will i will continue to say i'm not a huge fan of return of the jedi see the episode three conclusion isn't even really it's kind of like the part in a play when it hits intermission it's okay. obviously not a completed story. fair point but i'm i'm still not a fan of return of the jedi we turned superstar villain darth vader into just not even a villain at all i i could compare kind of how star wars waits until the kind of very end of the story to reveal the complexities of vader sure kind of like harry potter waited until the very end to reveal the complexities of snape sure uh i understand that i don't know like darth vader there's always just it's always something has seemed wrong like he's not the intimidating forceful 
force choking villain that he was in the first two movies and i like i i understand where they had to go because it's in his redemption and and all that sort of thing but something's always just seemed wrong about that and while we are on the subject of vader there's always been a disconnect between darth vader we see in a new hope and anakin skywalker in the prequel trilogies like it's it's always just seemed some sort of disconnection like when i watch anakin in the prequels it's like this this is the guy that really turns into darth vader something's always just kind of felt off about that even even after how we've talked about how what motivated anakin into what made him turn the the desire to gain power to stop the ones he loves from dying you, you don't think that was a convincing reason to seek more power and kind of delve into the the ways of the dark? Well, I'll go into this again. And, and again, I think Harry Potter has the advantage because it was planned out. But when Return of the Jedi comes out and we, we kind of see his, his transformation and turn back to good because he has a son and he has a daughter and his son's being threatened... Um, there's no there's no hint or, or anything in Return of the Jedi of of regret towards the loss of Padme and that's why he he kind of turned that way like we don't get any connection between that and the prequel trilogy and and that's because it it wasn't planned out but I don't know the 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 motivation of of saving Padme and turning to the dark side has always just kind of felt off to me well whether or not it was executed in the best way is up for debate but as far as as a plot point goes i think it makes sense and then by the time you get to return of the jedi you don't even really need padme because it's still his family that's in front of him it's luke right and so luke is kind of what's left of padme yeah and so they kind of serve as the same kind of thing to vader right and so in saving luke from the emperor he's kind of saving padme or his family right. in a sense uh, another thing with vader i i would say um in in terms of where we where we went to with return of the jedi but again i've always felt like like vader knows that luke is his son in an empire strikes back when he fights him and we see that the anger in him and the power that he possesses and somehow all of that changes one movie later you know like even at the beginning in return of the jedi he he something's just different like the intimidation isn't quite there other than maybe the very opening scene but after that the emperor shows up and it all that belongs to the emperor now and vader's just kind of following him around you know it's part of that is at the end of the day, Vader is second fiddle. I yeah. Mean, he is the Emperor's errand boy in a sense. He's going to submit to the Emperor and do whatever right. he needs him to do. And so in episode five, you kind of get hints of when Vader says perhaps Luke could be turned and yeah. suggests that to the Emperor. And the Emperor says, ah, oh, yes, he could be a powerful ally. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the very beginning of you're starting to see Vader has this idea of, Perhaps I could turn Luke myself, and then we could destroy the Emperor. Right. And so, solely based off of the fact that the Emperor has more of a presence in Episode 6, it kind of, I mean, there's no more time for us to see Vader choking people or doing whatever he he needs to. The story's going in a different direction. Right. So I I wouldn't necessarily fault it for that. Um... But yeah, let, let let's me get see, back to your let list me see here. See what else I have here. Yes. So, um, I mean, if we go based off of success, uh, I think it's no secret that Star Wars has the upper hand. It's more popular. Yeah, 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 yeah. More fans. It has grossed around forty-two billion. To yeah, Harry yeah, Potter's yeah, yeah, Twenty-five yeah. billion. Um, let's see. Uh, Chase, have you ever heard of a little? A company called Industrial Light and Magic. I have. If Why we, do you bring that if up? If we want to talk about impact as a whole, if we're kind of stepping back from the stories themselves and we just want to talk about the debate of which is 
the better franchise as a whole. Okay. Uh, I'm going to bring up kind of the impact that Star Wars has had. Yeah. Um, Star Wars changed movies entirely and made things like Harry Potter possible. Um, it's, it, I mean, just the way stories were told, the way stories were told on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I bring up Industrial Light and Magic is it was a company that George Lucas poured his own money into mm-hmm. by himself that ended up just revolutionizing the way that uh, special effects are done. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this wasn't with backing from any studio or whatnot. Yeah. This was strictly George Lucas's money. Um, and that company that first started with Star Wars and worked on Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi and all the remaining uh, Star Wars films, mm-hmm. uh, it earned Star Wars uh, an Academy Award for each of the original trilogy movies yep. and went on to win a total of 15 Best Visual Effects awards. Well-deservedly. Just because of what started with that little movie that cost a, you know not a huge hollywood budget to make yeah uh in star wars maybe you've heard of some of these movies um indiana jones back to the future jurassic park mm-hmm. forrest gump terminator pirates of the caribbean prisoner of azkaban oh look at that Whoa! prisoner of azkaban i feel like that wasn't a coincidence that one came up Oh, wow. So, wow, I think what I've just learned here is that uh, the visual effects company started by little old George Lucas uh, back in the late 70s made it possible for uh, the storytelling of movies like the Harry Potter series to be uh, told in the way that they were. Well, if you recall, I specifically said at the beginning of this, I am speaking about the books and not the movies, so. But, yeah, I mean... Oh, I understand. talking about franchise versus franchise. Star Wars absolutely enabled a movie like Harry Potter to come to life in visual format. Absolutely. So if you're saying you're arguing for the books, are you then right here on this podcast admitting that the Star Wars movies are better than the Harry Potter movies? Oh, yes, absolutely. That's, That's not even a debate. Just, oh, well, just we hold can your just horses. End the podcast right now. Okay, but I'm not. I'm not arguing. Is are the movie Star Wars movies better than the Harry Potter movies? I am arguing that Harry Potter is better than Star Wars. All right, so Point. let's let's kind of go down the laundry list here of uh, keep it coming. What has won what? So, um, oh boy, and you have conceded these willingly. Movies. I mean, the major thing that Star Wars has, what Star Wars started as, the movies, you have given it that. You have given it uh, its expanded universe, so books, comics. Yep. Let's keep going. Merchandising. Star Wars toys have just, I mean, they're such a large part of so many kids' childhoods, Mm -hmm. and Star Wars as a whole has inspired so many kids to get into filmmaking Mm -hmm. and you know related mediums whether it be any kind of storytelling um so i mean we have merchandising which it kind of feels like harry potter really had a missed opportunity with that harry potter was a universe that's kind of ripe for for toys yeah and uh it never really never really found much success in that i, I in think that realm. star wars has always been more uh i don't i don't know what the word is like more tailored for for the the toy version of things like it's it's 10 times cooler to be walking around with a toy lightsaber than it is this stick that i'm calling a magic wand that's that's okay, just always so, been so it we're comparing even uh main weaponry lightsaber looks a lot cooler sounds a lot cooler i'd still rather just, have a oh, magic wand you're completely lying no i'm not i would take a magic wand in a heartbeat i think lightsaber uh let's just give it to lightsaber instead of a oh. magic wand right oh. now oh i mean i will not concede that think about think about yeah i mean that's the thing even the littlest things in the star wars movies like like the lightsaber the primary weapon it's just i mean it didn't who had thought of that 
and the way that it looked going back to visual effects it's just like such a if we want to talk about magic the, <laughs> a lightsaber is a, a magical looking thing and star wars has a magic in its own right it has the force and so with star wars you kind of get you get your magic aspect in there as well where you have the, the philosophy of the force and the jedi and telekinesis mm-hmm. and all that good stuff uh i would i would say based on what i know about the magical world the between the what would be star wars which is the force and lightsabers and the magical world of your magic wand your abilities are like they're somewhat equal in what you have the ability to do like the potential of what you can do with those powers is generally so equal. It's pretty equal but as far as what looks cooler Star Wars looks cooler. Function-wise, I go with Harry Potter. Functionality, okay. Functionality. Uh, We have uh, music here. So John Williams did music for both. Uh, I, however, did he not? Did he not do the original scores for Harry Potter? John Williams, he did the first... um, he did the... I know he did the first one. I can look it up here while we're at it. So I know yeah, he, he did the original Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, he, he wrote a lot of the very famous and popular themes for Harry Potter along with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's no question that the Star Wars themes are probably better and definitely more iconic, more ingrained in your average everyday person's mind. Right. Even someone who hasn't seen Star Wars could probably hear that opening blare of the horns uh, that the opening crawl always starts with, and they would probably know what it was from. Uh, yeah. I, again, again, this is all in the realm of of the cinematic universe where Star Wars is king, you know. And I I would admit that in a heartbeat, you know. Thing, Star Not Wars has the advantage. The, you can yeah. have music and sound effects and special effects where you can't in in books, but you have in novels. You have your imagination and your you create the world yourself when you're reading the books. So, as far as our American uh, entertainment culture goes, sure. I would say the most powerful, the most celebrated. And uh, the one that is the most lasting out of all of them is film. And th- because of that, yeah. I, I, I mean, if not for any other reason than that, I think Star Wars, the fact that it's mainly a visual medium and the fact that it's these movies that are telling the stories, I think it connects with a much broader audience than something where the book's are the strength uh, of of the story. And it's something that will last a lot longer in its fandom because of the way that these stories were told. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair point. Um, just because, you know, we live in an age where we're, we are much more likely to, to be drawn to visual media than a novel. Yeah, or say, um, I will say in terms of where the uh, the I don't know the the novel industry. I don't even know if that's <laughs> if that's a a word. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm more likely to like if I if I'm talking to just some random person on the street about movies. I like. I'm not necessarily sure, like, there's a, a lot less chance they would like Star Wars, I feel like, than if I was talking to some random person about books and Harry Potter came up, if that makes sense. You think it's more likely for a book like, lover to like Harry Potter than it is a movie lover to like Star Wars? Yes, I guess that's what I'm saying. I would disagree with that. I think, I mean, if if we're talking like, uh, 
a celebrated movie critic or whatever like obviously they're gonna they're gonna give props to you know a new hope and empire strikes back and maybe even return of the jedi but i don't know critically wise when it comes to novels i mean every single harry potter novel has received universal acclaim critically yeah if if we want to talk about and I don't know. I feel like Harry. Eh, it, it's hard to say, but I feel like it's hard to say because the the medium of of reading is much broader in terms of genre and, and different things like that. But it, in terms of like the sci fi fantasy drama, it's very close in terms of what Harry Potter has over novels and Star Wars has over film. Like obviously, film is the bigger industry, and if we're going by like people who engage in that industry star wars is going to have that by numbers but i'm not sure it would be the same in percentage maybe i i think i would also disagree with that i think star wars is like influence is probably much more widespread um simply because i think about how many filmmakers and screenwriters and actors have have become who they are or what they are because of Star Wars, because they watched that movie as a kid. Even the director of the latest Star Wars movie, Ryan Johnson, of course, inspired by Star Wars. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find... I mean, I think it's got to be a pretty solid percentage of the directors working today, I think a pretty solid percentage would say Star Wars had a part in them doing what they do and See, why they do. But I, they do it. I feel like there's a lot of authors who would say the same about Harry Potter, though. I think not to the same extent, though. I think whereas Star Wars and the way that a story is told in a movie can kind of teach you things or influence you in a way that you could then take what you learned or were inspired by in watching Star Wars and apply it to a really heavy drama or a rom- a romantic movie. Yeah. I think what you can take from Star Wars and be inspired from Star Wars, I think you can take those influences and what you learn from it and apply it much more than someone writing a biography would they wouldn't gain anything that would translate from harry potter into their career as uh, someone who writes biographies or someone who i mean perhaps someone else who writes fantasy novels or someone who writes even a novel that isn't about fantasy yeah but whereas i think even when you consider how many genres of film there are and how many different types of movies there are, I think you can still draw from Star Wars, no matter what the kind of movie is. Whereas with books, I think really you're going to find most of the people that are drawing from that are also people who work in uh, fiction. Yeah. Whereas someone who isn't, I mean, there's a whole other realm of authors right and readers well i mean i'm not gonna argue i mean i i believe star wars is the more influential work especially for where we're at this day and age like i'm not gonna argue that i mean obviously star wars has had a massive impact on where the movie industry is now and i mean we've we've already talked about that um but in terms of of what the actual product we got is and what the story is and who the characters are i'm i feel like harry potter is superior in all of those categories wow i'm sorry you're not going to turn me on this Yanni. i'm sorry <laughs> even characters what see i mean uh, how complex really is harry i feel <sighs> like what i've what i've gained from watching uh, Harry Potter mm-hmm. and from what I've learned from you from the books it seems like obviously it's really well written and it's well put together because JK wrote the entire series yeah um, 
But I, I think a lot of times it's a lot less fun uh, than Star Wars. And even when it comes down to characters, I think you have a complexity in in Snape. I mean, you have you have some complexities in Harry, but other than that, I mean, when you say better characters for sure in Harry Potter, it, what sells it for you? Is it Snape, Dumbledore? Is it is it Harry? I mean, I would. Um, to me, the 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 top four characters in Harry Potter are Harry. Well, not this is not in order. Harry, Snape, Voldemort, and Dumbledore are are the top four. Um, and uh, I, I talked about it a little early when I'm comparing when I'm paralleling the two the two series. I I usually compare Harry to Luke or Anakin pre Vader. Uh, Snape I compare to Anakin post Vader. Voldemort I'd compare to. The Emperor and Dumbledore, I would compare to Obi-Wan and Yoda. And you don't get it from the movies how, you know, the complexities each of these characters have. But reading the books is, I mean, and, and it is because they're novels, but it goes so much deeper into who they are as people and the mistakes they've made and how they've gotten to this point. Um, for instance, Harry. Um, w- one of the most fascinating things is Harry and uh, Voldemort, as children, grew up very similar lives. Harry was lived with his aunt and uncle, but he was neglected. They didn't love him. They didn't want anything to do with him. Voldemort was raised in an orphanage and didn't have anyone to care for him. And you look at that and you look how they, they turn out. Voldemort is pure evil and wants world domination. And Harry is one of the most selfless heroes in in fiction anywhere um you look at dumbledore i know the the final product of dumbledore and what we see him in the books is kind of this all-knowing wizard who who you know plans everything out perfectly and has never made a mistake in his life but one of the things that deathly hallows really glosses over is the fact that dumbledore had some major made major mistakes in his his previous life before any of this happened years ago and that's one of the reasons why fantastic beasts i'm really looking forward to seeing because we get to see a young dumbledore before we see him in what he is in the seven book series so um yeah i mean i i just feel like i mean because they're novels but you're able to go so much deeper and understand why these characters are the way they are and why they make the choices they make in Harry Potter. And with Star Wars, you don't really get that unless you really like dig into the the extended universe and the canon, which it, it's just a lot harder to do because there's... I mean, extended universe, like we talked about, Star Wars has it beat with all the books and the, mm-hmm. the stuff that's canon now, but there's so much of it. Like, how, how could anyone go through and read every single thing of Star Wars canon nowadays, you know? Yeah. I think even despite the fact that Star Wars doesn't have novels, per se, to really flesh out each character, I think the emotional connection so many people have had to these characters is extremely strong regardless of the fact that they didn't have books to learn about these characters to that extent yeah um people i mean grew up loving han leia and luke uh i mean just as much as someone could love harry or hermione or or dumbledore and and star wars didn't even have the luxury of having hundreds worth of pages to give you backstory and flesh out these characters mm-hmm. it, what star wars did so effectively in the you know visual storytelling that was you know it was the only way it could be told because i mean I'm, you can't go back and yeah <laughs> you can't go back in time and have it start the other way but yeah. um even in what you got from star wars which is just some movies that's i mean at the end of the day, it's just supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be an adventure movie. Yeah. The fact that you could still connect 
to those characters, I mean, despite that, is pretty amazing. And as I said earlier, even a character that just beeps every once in a while yeah. is beloved. Or a character that just roars like Chewbacca. Yeah. It's just that who knows exactly what it was. You probably can't pinpoint it exactly. But the way that those movies were made and, and the stories were told was so effective that, I mean, it's stuck with people this long. And it's transcended generations. Yeah. Uh, Whereas it's it's been passed down time and time again, mm-hmm. where it really is for everyone. I yeah. mean, kids love it, adults can love it, and everyone in between. Right. And so I really see that as a strength of Star Wars where it's a little bit for everyone. It's drama, it's funny, it's action-packed, it's also heavy. Um especially the original trilogy and really everything else is just icing on the cake to give you more story details and fill everything in um i mean the reason it's lasted this long and garnered so much attention and fandom is because of how well those movies were made and really just the curiosity it sparked in people as far as like wanting to learn more about the universe and the side characters and I mean we touched on a universe earlier I mean Star Wars has characters that have been on screen for two seconds and every, I mean the fandom knows their name Yeah, it's just it's crazy um, and I mean as I mentioned already the amount of people it's connected with I mean I don't know if any famous actors asked to be in a Harry Potter movie but I can tell you right now Samuel L. Jackson personally asked George <laughs> Lucas to be in Star Wars Sure. Tom Hardy, Daniel Craig uh, what's his name? You might have heard of him um, Michael Jackson called George Lucas this is not a lie Really? and asked him to be in Star Wars, guess what character he wanted to play Michael Jackson, um Oh, this is a true story. You can look it up. Jar Jar Binks. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> the, I did not know Michael that. Michael Jackson wanted to be Jar Jar. Wanted to be in a Star oh, Wars thank movie. Thank goodness he wasn't. Can you imagine Jar Jar? Like, he would have had to have had a dancing scene. You right. would have thought. I just, Maybe the movie would have ended with a musical number from Jar Jar. I just want to give myself some props here because we have now gone over an hour and a half and I. This is the first time Jar Jar Binks has been named. This is not something I've hammered down as a point. So, just so you know, you have Jar Jar Binks. We do not. Us Potterheads do not have to deal with that nonsense. I'll tell you what. Even the nonsense of Star Wars is used to Star Wars benefit. Where you see something on Reddit like prequel memes, which is growing in popularity by the day. The thing about Star Wars fans is as much as they're hard on it and Mm -hmm. they like to complain about it, they also love to have fun with it. And so even the shortcomings of the series turn into entertainment for the fan base. Whereas, is there a Reddit called Harry Potter and the Cursed Child memes? Oh, (laughs) Well, first of all, um, Harry Potter and the Cursed... I can't talk. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is a play it is a script it is not it's not something i can go look up screenshots from the movie i was teasing yeah i know you were uh no i mean it's true uh i mean fan base wise i'd say star wars is wider in overall population um i don't know i know you have prequel memes and, and and all that but i i would not say that necessarily means that Star Wars fans are any more passionate than Harry Potter fans. That's fair. I mean, I've been debating you for an hour and a half. I can yeah. see how, how passionate that is. I'm very passionate <laughs> about this. Um, <laughs> trying to think if there's anything else we need to cover. Like I said, we've So what is the conclusion that we've come to um, in I, our 
debate. This I will cons- I will concede in terms of extended universe and influence for its medium. Star Wars has the upper hands, but I will go to my grave believing that Harry Potter is superior in story, in characters, and in the universe in which it takes place. And I feel like we're going to disagree on that. Well, and as long as we live. And you didn't even make a single argument for the Harry Potter movies. Listen, the movies are fine. Like whatever. If if I'm if I need a quick Harry Potter fix and I have a few hours on hand, I'll be like, yeah, I'll pop in one of the movies. But the movies, I will say this about the movies because in terms of story and, and developing the characters, it's nowhere near. Um, the the level that the books has obviously but where the movies really succeed is bringing the universe itself to life like it like when i when i'm reading harry potter now and i'm thinking about what hogwarts looks like and hogsmeade and diagon alley and all these places you know i picture what i see in the movies because they did such a good job like the production design behind it is fantastic they completely nail the look and the feel of what the magical world is supposed to be. It's just what it's just the content that is actually within the movies that they get wrong on many occasions. Hmm. So, yeah. And I think as far as really kind of showing you uh, the nitty-gritty of how things work and the details, I think Things like the Star Wars expanded universe novels and the TV shows like the Clone Wars series kind of really help fill in the blanks and bring a depth to the movies that the movies couldn't because they only have so long to tell. Right. And I mean, in terms of the prequels, because they're the only... They're the, the movies that get knocked most of the time, but there's a very serious argument that the you know clone wars novels and the clone wars tv series really enhances you know episode two and three specifically and what and i believe that as well. yeah i mean there's something to be said about that like i said star wars absolutely has the upper hand in extended universe um i mean i'll I'll say it myself because i've read the novelization of revenge of the sith and i'll say even that really it it enhances the experience of Revenge of the Sith because you understand more why Anakin is conflicted with the Jedi and what they're telling him and what Palpatine's telling him. Um, and yeah, so in that aspect, absolutely, the extended universe for Star Wars is unmatched by really anything that you see for a similar series. I mean, it's not like there's a million Star Trek novels or... Yeah. So do you, as a fan of obviously the harry potter series do you find yourself kind of wanting more or do or are you content with the story you have see this is tough i'm of the mindset i'm all for them trying to expand it and giving us more stories um I'm not sure I want, like, a direct, like, okay, this is Harry when he's 45 and he has three children, and now he's oh, a dad. they should write a now play he's about a dad. that. Yeah, they should write a play about that. <laughs> now he's a dad, and he's a terrible dad. Um, but, no, I'm all for expanding the universe. Like, uh, I mean, I can't wait to see what they do with all the Fantastic Beasts movie, which they can call it Fantastic Beasts, but it's just it's just an excuse to... It's the Harry Potter prequels. Yeah, exactly. It's... Like, yeah, the first one was about the the Fantastic Beasts and them escaping in New York and everything, but I don't think the second one is going to have really a whole lot to do with that. And that's fine. I'm very excited for the next Fantastic Beasts movie, but... (laughs) I really think a trilogy would have made a lot more sense. Five movies is a lot. It's a big commitment. It is. Like, I feel like Eddie Redmayne... I feel like Eddie Redmayne, after, like two and a half movies is gonna be like geez can we like <laughs> can someone else recast me i'm done with this you know yeah i i will say um since you have kindly made some points for star wars along the way sure i will make some points for for harry potter um Aww. daniel radcliffe did an amazing job yeah as harry 
uh, in the movies. And, I mean, he kind of finds himself in somewhat of a similar situation that Mark Hamill did. Yeah. Where it's almost like you are that character. Mm-hmm. So it's really... I see why it would be a dilemma for him to be cast in any other movie because really when you're making one, you don't want people to automatically associate your character as someone else. Um, But, I mean, I could see someone like Emma Watson going out and having a successful career. Yeah. Um, But that's, that's the other thing. Like, Star Wars was, I mean, it kind of gave the shine and the spotlight and <laughs> gave birth, if yeah, you will, yeah. to a superstar in Harrison Ford. Yeah. Um, and, and, again, he's probably the biggest actor name out of any of the movies. I will say Harry Potter was... The movies were very well cast. Um, there, there's only a few castings where I personally would have gone a different direction, but all the actors were great. Um, like, I don't think they could have cast a better Severus Snape with Alan Rickman. Um, he was absolutely perfect. Um, you know, all the kids were, you know, spot on on what they should have looked like. Although J.K. Rowling has, has joked on multiple occasions that Emma Watson turned out to be way too pretty to be (laughs) Hermione. So in the books, Hermione has this bushy hair and she has braces and, I mean, it, it's not like she's, like, supposed to be ugly, but she's not supposed to look like Emma Watson, yeah. so. But, yeah, I mean, the, the the movies are very well cast in terms of the Harry Potter movies, so. Yeah. <sighs> wow. I think we've exhausted just about everything, Yanni. <laughs> We're at, currently at an hour 41. I'm probably going to split this into a two-parter, about 50 minutes each, but... Yeah. Um, anything else before we go? Want to touch on? Uh, I mean, we have we've exhausted on pretty much everything. Pretty much everything, yeah. I mean, of course, there's so many minor characters we could get into, but then we'd yeah. be here for another hour. I mean, in terms of Harry Potter, uh, this is the thing about Harry Potter, where again, because it's a novel, it, it's able to get an upper hand. But like, like a character like Sirius Black who he doesn't have a ton of time in the movies even in the books he's a you see him for three books and you see him pretty extensively and he's not even in the fourth movie he's barely in the third movie and he's barely in the fifth movie like he kind of got boba fetted (laughs) not not to the same extent but in the book you see so much more of him and that can be said for you know Malfoy and Fred and George and Neville and Dobby and you know that sort of thing like so many characters didn't get their due in the Harry Potter movies that they did in the books and there just isn't enough time to get it all down which in my mind I would love to see like if they took Harry Potter and made it into like a Game of Thrones type of TV show but I doubt that will ever happen unfortunately I can't wait for the Harry Potter reboot in 10 years See, here's the thing. I don't know if they can reboot it because they made the Harry Potter world and it's such, like, a good representation of what the world is. Like, can you reboot it or make it into a TV show with a different design? No, but they'll find a way to extend oh, I'm it sure they will. once Fantastic are you still Beasts on, is over. Are you still on the on board saying we're going to have a Star Wars re- remake in, like, 20 years or so? At some point down the road, definitely. Really? Whether it be 30, 40 years, I mean... I don't think it'll happen. You don't, huh? I don't. If it was, like, just, like... If if they just made Star Wars and they didn't make any sequels or any expanded universe or anything like that, and it was just this one movie, then I could see it. But I do not see it. With it having Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi and Phantom Menace and on down the line. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. What I'm kind of surprised about with as far as this podcast is concerned is I thought you were going to defend the movies a little bit more. I had I had some firepower, right? Oh, did you? I had, I had the top-ranked movies on IMDb list up. We had a... You have to wait until 218 to get to your first Harry Potter Which movie. Which one is it? I'm curious. Deathly Hollows Part 2. Part 2. 
Whereas okay. Empire Strikes Back is resting uh, at 13. Again, <laughs> I'm sorry. I I don't have much argument for the movies. They're fine. They're, they're what they are. So um, what we came down they to... They are groundbreaking for the film industry. What we landed on was Harry Potter takes the cake when it comes to novels. <laughs> Star Wars gets Obviously. everything else. <laughs> oh, I don't think I agreed to that second part. Like I said, story, character-wise, and universe, I think Harry Potter has the upper hand in terms of influence, merchandising, money made, all that other stuff. Star Wars wins that one, but... To me, the, the story and the characters are the most important, and I think Harry Potter clearly excels in that compared to Star Wars. So, I guess that wraps it up. Any last words? I, I, I don't know. I, I am really just at a loss for words at this point. <laughs> lost for words? <laughs> Not much else to say. All right, well, thank you for joining us, whoever did. Uh, this will probably be published in two parts since we went almost two hours, but... Um, I hope we provided some clarity for some people, but I doubt, I, I feel like we just divided the, the series even more, but, um, yeah, so, thank you for joining us, Yanni, thanks for being here, and so, proudly standing by your Star Wars movies, it was, uh, I, I will wave, it was admirable. I will wave the Star Wars flag, uh, as long as I live. And I will wave the Hogwarts flag as long as I live. But I will also wave the Star Wars flag. The Hogwarts flag. Which house? Just a little lower. Which house are you a part of? I am a Ravenclaw. Are you? Which means that I value learning and knowledge, which I would say for things that I actually care about, (laughs) I would say is very true. I mean, I have read the books 13 times. I don't know if you can do that (laughs) and not be a Ravenclaw. Everyone wants to be Gryffindor, but... I'm proud to be a Ravenclaw. Just because they have the coolest colors and all the main characters are in there. Yeah. Well, I married a Gryffindor, so. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's going to do it all. Thank you all for joining us. And uh, Yanni, thanks again for being here. And I'm sure we'll be podcasting again very soon. Of course. And hey, may the force be with you. Is there any any catchphrase for... uh, Oh, oh, gosh. uh, Harry Potter? Uh, I don't think they have a catchphrase. Like May the that. magic be with you. No, um, gosh. Dobie's a free elf. <laughs> Dobie <laughs> is a free elf. Okay, we're signing off. <laughs> <laughs> <Goodbye>. <laughs>